You are listening to the Soar Above Cancer podcast, episode 56, Social Media, Cancer, and Emotional Health with your hosts, Gabrielle and Alex. Hello, fellow cancer thrivers. Welcome to this week's episode of the Soar Above Cancer podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding the strength to not only survive a cancer diagnosis, but thrive at living one's life with cancer. Alex and I have both been users of social media throughout our cancer experience, and that to various degrees. And we understand that many of you listening are also users of social media to give updates on your experience with cancer, share thoughts that you may have in that regards, share results, depending on who you are and and what you want to share that might be different. But we do understand that you, a lot of us do use it. And there are many, many positives to using social media during your cancer experience. But we're asking ourselves, when we use social media, what to what extent does it have an impact on our emotional health? So again, does the usage of social media throughout our cancer experience helps or hinders our emotional health? That's kind of the question that we're asking today. And really to describe a lot of how it affects us emotionally, and if it hinders it or if it doesn't, we want to describe Firstly, sort of how our uses usage of social media sort of went when we were experiencing our cancer and whether we use it often or whether we didn't. So, Gabrielle, if you wanted to touch upon that first, by all means. Yeah. So just to kind of situate everyone as to how we used it and that might shed some light on what we think about social media with chemo uh, and radiation. I was somewhat active on social media. I would post once in a while. I was very positive and it wasn't that frequent that I would actually post. I think there was a shift when I had a cancer scare. I think it was in 2017. So in 2017, my cancer scare, that's kind of when I started using social media a lot more to talk about my cancer experience. But from a point of view where I was ready and I kind of needed that for myself. I got more active and I started using social media to one, try to be uh, a voice for people who were going through the experience and help them through it and also to connect with others who just got it like um, like I did. But again, I was ready, which was the key key component to that recipe working. What about you, Alex? You're right. I mean, the key, the key really is being ready to handle social media emotionally when you're going through your cancer. I know for me, I used it fairly frequently, but I was considering myself more an observer, observer than I was being maybe proactive and actually participating in posting. And that's kind of the mentality I've always had, even pre-diagnosis, is I would be someone who would like to catch up on everyone's life. I wouldn't really post very often, not because I was insecure or had any issues. I just wasn't big into posting photos, posting statuses. I just kind of felt like living my life and just sort of going through that on a daily basis. Going through cancer, I used it a little less because I found during certain low moments, emotionally, it would affect me just observing. And I felt that since I didn't have too many moments that were exciting for me to post throughout my treatment, I didn't use it either. So I didn't really, I continued the trend of using it more as a a window into other people's lives. As I felt a little bit more 
physically and emotionally secure going through the treatment later on. I used it more often in terms of observing and posting sort of updates. And near the end, I felt excited to sort of post my progress. And that's also how I found Yak as well, is, is going through their Facebook accounts, onto their website, and finally posting my own profile. And so eventually, I did find a positive uh, medium using social media. And so I felt a little bit of both, the, the highs and the lows of social media throughout my cancer treatment. Yeah, because that's how we found each other. I found you through the Yak website, the the profiles that are there. Exactly. So social media can't be that bad if it brought us together then, right? Exactly. I do have a question though. You said that you used social media towards the end of your treatment as a way to update people. What was the response you got in that regard? They're all. It was all fairly positive and supportive. And that's always the way it's been when I use social media. I used it initially when I posted the first diagnosis and my entrance, I guess, into the world of cancer. And I know I posted when I rang the bell at the end on Facebook to just sort of say like, this is it. This is for the most part, the journey is over, although there all, all, always are sort of side effects as we discuss later on. But I sort of posted a little bit more because I was more excited, more happy, um, feeling positive towards the end of the treatment, obviously, because it was coming to a close. My next question um, is the following. So what are our opinions of social media now that we have taken a step back from active treatments, active active cancer life. And did that cancer experience affect really how we think of social media? So does that does our, our pre-cancer self and our post-cancer self kind of see social media the same way? So what do you think about that, Alex? I don't I think I see it fairly similar, but I also see a lot of parallels between how I felt pre-diagnosis, post-diagnosis, and during. Uh, I'm very on the fence about social media. I find that depending on the way you use it and depending on the level of usage, it can be a very beneficial thing. If you take control of the fact that, for example, going through cancer, you can post updates, you can make podcasts, you can make profiles on Instagram and Facebook dedicated towards benefiting the cancer community, or in just any sense, not necessarily cancer, just benefiting the world, or even like marketing. There's so many positive ideas of social media if you use it properly. But if you're in an emotional state that you aren't ready to talk to people, you aren't ready to see the world beyond maybe your your four walls in your room, it's very negative. And so for me, I, I will be discussing some of the ideas and some of the stories, I guess, that we went through going through cancer, but being in the hospital and reading other posts about all the the best parts of other people's lives going through social media, it basically just makes you feel a little worse, or at least that felt uh, yeah. sort of how it, did, it, was, it was for me. You feel like you're inferior to a lot of other people. You don't have the opportunities other people have. So I'm very, I'm still the same way because I find even now if I'm having a bad day or if I'm just tired and I notice a lot of other people going out, I feel like I should be doing the same thing. So I think it really affects us emotionally depending our, our, on our own state. But at the same time, if it's used in the right amount and used with the right dosages, I think it's very beneficial if we can use it in, in more of a beneficial way. So what about you, Gabrielle? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think my relationship with social media did change 
um, not during cancer, but looking back. So right now, before cancer, and I think during cancer too, I looked at social media as a way to get attention is a big word, but at the same time, you're posting to to get likes, to get all of these things, to get friends, to get followers, whatever. And just because you want to share your life and you want others to be interested, and I don't think it's a it's I think it's a human thing. Now, since cancer, I think I have changed that perspective and I now post because I need to share something or I want to share something and I just put it out there in the world and then what happens to it doesn't really matter and that was a huge shift in my perspective and made my social media usage a lot more healthy when I come to think of it I'm just like you said Alex during treatments it was difficult to look at social media because people had a life and I feel I felt like I didn't have a life all that much. So I yes, I would post when it was chemo and and give updates like that, but otherwise I was kind of frustrated with social media often and I did a podcast before you, you joined us uh on fear of missing out as and how social media can fuel that like in in great quantities. Yeah, absolutely. Um so all of that, I think that has changed for me. Uh, I don't rely on it. I rely on, on con- real life connections and then just put stuff out there for others to find if they need it on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good thing. So now that we kind of have a bit of a background of how we feel, how we felt about social media, let's discuss maybe some anecdotes that we have of social media, maybe one negative, one positive. Yeah, because again, since we are have different opinions, not necessarily different opinions, but we have a lot of opinions on it, yeah. <laughs> we should discuss sort of how, how it did impact us. Do you want to start maybe with a, with one negative? We can go back and forth. Yeah, we can start with a negative, get that out awesome. of the way. And, yeah. Um. So using social media, I think we, we both touched upon my negative is, it had a huge impact on my emotional health when it came to fear of missing out and that that longing to be a 22-year-old again who could go out and who could spend time with their friends and who could go hiking and, and playing these sports and, and all of these things. So for me, that part of social media was the main negative aspect that I can think of that kind of hindered my or, or, or had a negative impact on my emotional health throughout treatments and then after because you're not done you're not done with cancer when you ring the bell or at your last treatment um, side effects linger on you have to build your system up again so throughout that phase two of the process that was also very difficult for me um, because I was supposed to be all good but I wasn't and social media remind reminded me of that basically every day, right? So what about you, Alex? I'd say for me, for negative impact, a lot of it occurred during the first stages of treatment. So when I was first in the hospital for the first three weeks, I used social media just as much as I would if I were not in treatment because your routine doesn't necessarily change until you sort of are in the middle of cancer. At least that was the way it was for me. So going through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, every once in a while, things like that, while lying on the hospital bed, 
and eating hospital food, it was just a bunch of weight that sort of settled in on me, thinking, okay, I can't do a lot of the things all of my friends are doing. And what's even worse is going through, a lot of the times Facebook has articles or quick videos of how to make like the best looking food ever. And obviously I'm in the hospital and the hospital is okay food wise, but we all know that you don't have a lot of options and a lot of it can be bland. So I'm sitting there eating and even the food I'm eating based on the drugs, I can't even taste. So a lot of the times it was like, this is so frustrating. Look at this, looking at this fantastic looking grilled cheese and thinking, okay, I'll, I won't be able to make this for a long time. So it's just that idea of FOMO in all aspects and all five different senses. And that's kind of the way I looked at social media for a long time until I really had the strength and the ability to do a lot of the things that I used to do and sort of settle away with that FOMO. So did you go through kind of like a detox type of thing or did like did you start using social media a lot less? I think I did. And it's difficult because when you don't have a lot to do, social media is, is yeah. sort of at this day and age, it becomes the like the plan B, the thing that you kind of just automatically go on. And so I think I just discussing it with with my mom and with other people and understanding that a lot of the time people post the best parts of their life on on social media right and that and that's the big key to to is to know that that's not everyone's everyday life it's just they post what they want to post and people are going through a lot of difficult times too so that is really the key to understanding that when you go on social media I noticing that I felt a little better going on because I felt okay this is just the difficult part of my life and I'm not going to be posting as much because there's not as much for me to really be excited about so it 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 changed a little more my mentality changed if anything yeah it's interesting that you say that because even me posting during chemo especially it was just the positive and a lot of people still tell me oh wow you did you did so great like you were so positive but that was a snap like that was a second snapshot of my week or my two weeks then uh like it it was in no way an accurate representation of what my life really was like as a cancer thriver so yeah absolutely and do you have a positive a way that social media has positively impacted your uh, emotional health Absolutely. I'd say when I first discovered Yak, it was very beneficial. And the only way that I would have done that was through social media, finding their page on their website, looking at all the profiles, and then finding out that they had a Facebook page that you can use every day, ask as many questions as you want and have an overwhelming response to almost every question and every post that you made on there and realizing that you had this community of people that have your back and that literally feel the same way as you about all topics, including social media. So that was probably the best impact that it would have had. And it was interesting because I originally got an email from Jeff Eaton, the founder, when I was like a month or two into treatment, but I just wasn't ready to dive into that world. And then I discovered it a little bit later on and felt comfortable. So again, that just kind of attests to when you're ready social media is, is can be a fantastic tool yeah and what about yourself um i think i have a few positive um interactions or, or positive i i feel like 
social media has had a positive impact on my emotional emotional health in a few different ways. One maybe being keeping me going. So the encouragement that I got from posting, um, that was still when I needed people to kind of comment and that's kind of what I was looking for is that connection with people that were far away from me or that I didn't see often and just telling me that I could do it and just even saying hi through comments from the post that I would post. I would usually post just during chemo because I that what else do you do during chemo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feedback that those comments kind of kept me going in a way or added to that encouragement that I needed to kind of make it through the two-week cycle that for me was kind of overwhelming and long and difficult to go through. That kind of was that last step. What kind of power, Alex, do you think that we give or that social media has in regards to impacts on emotional health? I think it has a, an immense power if we let it. That's the big key is that yeah. we we have the power over social media, but at the same time, I actually read an article and was watching a bit on, on TV and a news news broadcast that social media is now even like classified as an addiction along with gambling and and cigarettes and alcohol and things like that. And so that's obviously a, in a big extreme when we when we go forward using social media and so it just sort of shows how much power it can have if we don't take control over it and so it really just depends again on the mood that you have the amount of usage that you that you put towards social media because a lot of people are influenced a lot when they see those positive images of other people's lives and they don't see I think the benefit to us is that we've had a life outside of social media when we were younger and we can kind of see that yeah it's it's this window into the best parts of people's lives and so we can see the impact it does have and I think that allows us to distinguish the fact of social media has this power to show us the best parts and not necessarily show us the vulnerability of people and then when we see outside of real life when we see people in real life and we see that they're going through positives and negatives like us social media doesn't have as much power because we can see into the window of their lives positively but it really depends on our own emotional health too i think when we look at something from a negative connotation and we're feeling down about ourselves social media becomes an outlet of of hate and we only see the worst things we only look at the worst things and we think oh everyone else is having a great time but when we look at it in a positive light and we can use it for positive purposes to reach out it becomes this amazing tool and so that's why i'm really on the fence about social media but it does have an immense power it depends on how we use it and how we have that power and and that it just it's a very big discussion topic in my in my eyes but yeah I think it has a lot of power depending on how you use it I would actually say that social media is powerful but that we still hold the power as long as we understand that we hold the power mm-hmm. and it's when we give social media all of the power back that's when it becomes dangerous and you you touched upon that I am a firm believer that you have to be mindful of of your usage of social media and how you interact with the world and using social media 
And that can make a big difference in how you see social media and and how you use it and the impact that it has on your life and on other people's lives. Yeah, so I think we still hold the power as long as we give ourselves the chance to hold that power and to use Mm it. Did you find that you found a lot of that opinion of of that that of what we're discuss- discussing now through treatment or did you kind of find that afterwards like I the fact I, that it's this big that you have the power kind of thing I think I found it afterwards I was actually not that active on social media during treatments mm-hmm. like I would post occasionally but um I only had Facebook I discovered Instagram later um so I use today I used Instagram a lot, but a lot for so above cancer stuff and a lot because I feel like I'm ready to to put me- some messages out there. And that's kind of where I found that voice and that that power and I I took the power back. Um and yeah, I learned a lot I think from using social media like in relation to uh, sore above cancer okay. in the past year or so, I would say. Awesome. Now, when we look at social media, it really introduces a treasure troll of topics in the light of the world. And we know isolation, on the other hand, is a very prominent aspect uh, of cancer thrivers. Now, we see also that connection is sometimes made possible by social media, for example, Yak, other social networks, things like that. And we also see before social media came about, people may have felt more isolated. That's an opinion for another time. But what we really want to discuss is that since isolation can be reduced possibly by social media, do we find that we are in a more beneficial state now as cancer thrivers that we have social media? Or do we think we were better without it prior to having social media? And it's difficult because, I mean, when we went through cancer, I guess we had social media to work with, but it's, what do, what do you think? What is your opinion? Yeah, it's hard to speak on on the opposite, like on, on not having social media. I can say that going through treatments partly at home, it's it's still a, a fair, fairly big city. Like it's still 45,000. Yeah, it's not yeah. that tiny. But at the same time, there's not really a network of young adults going through cancer. So as a cancer thriver specifically, I feel like social media helped tremendously. I was part of the Yak Facebook group at the time. That's really all I was doing. But I was meeting people that way that understood and I could chat with and and things like that. And I think that broke isolation on one end. I was also very far away from my social group. So I have my family at home and I had some friends living back home too. But at one point, a lot of my social group was still in Ottawa and that was difficult being far away from them and seeing their lives go on and them going to parties or going to play sports or, or whatever they were doing or just chilling at home sometimes. I was like, oh, I wish I could be there. But through social media, I was able to stay connected and by the time I got back to Ottawa, Things just were normal. I had not really missed a beat because uh, I had chatted with them and I had seen what they had done for a full semester and they kind of had seen what I had done, which was kind of neat too. So we weren't that disconnected afterwards. What about you, Alex? Do you 
what do you think about using social media as an isolation breaker? I think, I mean, if I had to take a firm stance, whether I would have had social media or not during treatment, I honestly think I say I wouldn't, I'd rather not have had it. And it's difficult to say that because I'm on the fence about a lot of things, but I'd rather give a firm answer. I think it definitely does reduce isolation because it's so easy to talk to other people. I had so many people reach out through social media to support me when I was feeling down or I would reread their posts when I was feeling emotionally maybe negative to make me feel a little bit better. But I just found a lot of the time it had such a negative effect on me that it would it would make me feel worse about myself. And I was already feeling very vulnerable when I would read other posts. I didn't really have that mindset that social media is a place for the best the best times and so I was kind of in my own head about how I felt about social media it's difficult to say that and I felt if I had discovered social media the minute my treatment was over and I could discuss all of the things I went through I think that would be probably the ultimate scenario because that is sort of when I discovered yak and when I reached out to a lot of other cancer thrivers that's a lot of a lot of that happened either near the end of treatment or right when I was finished things like that but it does very much reduce isolation if we use it properly because it's just so much easier to reach out this day and age rather than actually having to go talk to someone in person or in the like the, the smallest case on the phone when maybe you literally can't speak because you're that tired. So I will say that in little doses, it would have been fantastic to have in the past. I think a lot of people would benefit from it because if you needed to reach out to someone it was like a click of a button and a quick type of a message and it was easy as that. So I would say personally, I would rather have lived without it if I had to choose between one or the other. But I do think it has an immense effect on reducing isolation. Yeah, I think it becomes a personal choice as to what yeah. do you need in that moment. Because mm. even on the Yak Facebook page, like the, the closed group, we see some people needing to talk and ask questions more and kind of bounce off ideas off of everyone else and then some that are more quiet are, are just responding to questions or reading the comments and and posts and that's all okay it doesn't really matter where you stand as long as as you're doing what you need to in that moment absolutely so our last question for today is we're not asking anyone to cut out all social medias that's not where we're going with this we're trying to to get everyone to maybe be more mindful of how they use social media in regards to their cancer experience, just to ensure that their emotional health is is as good as it can be and not hindered by social media. Now, what little things would we, Alex, suggest that others maybe consider doing or that we've done that can limit the impact of social media or the negative impact, I should say, of social media on our emotional state? I think one little thing for me is just maybe limit the amount of time that you use it. A lot of the time, I'll just reach for my phone and it's an automatic thought to just open Instagram, open Facebook, things like that. But if we can at least make a, a conscious decision not to check our phone every once in a while and just sort of live our life, go do something else, go do, you know, live out a hobby that you enjoy. It emotionally makes you feel a lot better because you are doing what you love and you are not paying attention to what other people are doing. 
And so that's one thing for me is just controlling the dosage that you use social media. And another one is if you have something that you want to post or you want to create a separate account on your social media dedicated to cancer, I think it's very, very beneficial. I know I didn't do it, but I see you doing it on a daily basis even now. I've seen a lot of other people creating this lifestyle of cancer outside of their their main, I guess, account and, and sort of making it more of an impactful decision in that sense. And I see it as, as a very beneficial thing because it is a project that you can work on to get your mind off of other things and you are actually making a difference and you're you're basically posting social media and the best parts of your cancer life. So you're kind of taking all the positive aspects of social media and putting it into one project. So those are the two things I'd say I would say to be to to be to make a sort of a positive impact on your emotional state yeah i have two other ones to add mm-hmm. uh one is always asking yourself like there's a few key questions to ask yourself when you're posting something like is it useful or is it going to have a positive impact it's going to help someone all those things and it's to ask yourself those questions and to ask really consider what you're you're putting out there as making sure that it's useful for yourself and that it's going to get you somewhere and that it's, it's going to be useful and get someone else to a place where they need to be. And that you might you might not know if that's going to be the case for someone else, but at least if the intentions are right, it has the potential to do so. And then the last thing, and I think that's the most important for me, is do it for you. You're not your account, your social media account isn't for the world. It's it's ultimately for you to put things out there with. And, and understanding that was a game changer for me because I was no longer doing it to please everyone and to to kind of create this persona of myself for that everyone else would like to see. Out now I post things for me that I need to that I feel like I need to post. That's it. So yeah, that's very good. Those are some really, really good ideas. I mean, it's it, social media can be a very polarizing topic, but when it comes to cancer, it, it really just depends, I think, on, on your mentality towards it and how you use it in a positive light. I don't know. So today we discuss the topic of social media and how it affects us emotionally. And it can obviously have a very immense power if we let social media take over. Ultimately, the idea to remember is that we have the power over social media whether we use it when we're feeling positive, whether we're feeling negative, whether we use it proactively or whether we just observe, the idea is to use it in a way that we feel will positively impact our life. If that means that we can't find a way to do so, maybe that means putting the phone down for a few hours or a few days and letting your emotions take over in another sense. Social media can be a very impactful and very positive thing if we use it in the right light. And if we have any tips or any questions, please feel free to reach out and discuss how we use it to help us in our daily lives currently. This ends episode 56, Social Media, Cancer, and Emotional Health. Of course, if you have any questions or suggestions or comments, or if you simply want to share your story with us, do reach out through the Soar Above Cancer blog, as well as our social media accounts, because we do have them, believe it or not. Uh, And they are linked in the show notes. Many smiles to you and see you next week.